Howdy, howdy, folks, and welcome back to another episode of the Outdoor Evolution Podcast. So, today we're talking about not the uh, not the most fun or inspirational topic, but one that has become a big-time reality for most of us outdoor adventurers, especially long-distance hikers, and that is wildfires. Now, I'm not just talking about what all of us know and have have been seeing get worse every single year on the news and maybe even in your own backyard. I know that here in Flagstaff and the Coconino National Forest, we had a lot of wildfires last year. But in specific, uh, we really want to talk about how wildfires are impacting and reshaping things like the long-distance hiking experience. I myself was impacted this past year um, on my through hike of the CDT, and today's co-host is no stranger to it himself. Back in the uh, co-host seat is the the lovely Mr. Einstein. Yeah, hey Darwin, what's have, up? Not not much, man. Have have we hit lovely yet on these introductions? Hit what? Lovely, the word lovely. No, probably not. <laughs> That's the first one. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's good to be back on the podcast. Uh, this is always good to have this. You in the seat. This is an episode when we were kind of you know planning out this. The second yeah. season um, that I was, I was definitely, I don't want to use the word eager to talk about, but I just really thought it was important. Yeah. You know, we yeah. do, we do, you know, we started this podcast because we want to talk about issues in the outdoor community that are important, uh, are serious, and that we think people should be talking about. And I think, uh, you know, especially with looking at what's happened over the past few summers with wildfires and how they have affected long distance hikes and yeah. just being, well, I mean, able, they've affected everything, right? Exactly. Just being able to go outside in general, you know, I think it's important that we sit down and talk about this. When, and I think it's something that a lot of us hikers that have been doing it for a while, um, you know, we understand that it's kind of a part of it, but I think that there's a lot of people maybe getting into long distance hiking or people kind of coming into the community that are thinking about, you know, going to have this big grand adventure and they're going to mm-hmm. hike through these different states and see mountains and see desert and see all that. But it's almost become like a, almost like a, a character of a through hike now, right? Yeah. Like very, very real. And, and just as, just as much as like you're going to hike the PCT, the wildfires on the PCT are, are just as like as much of a section as like the Sierra are yeah. right now, which and is it's, wild. And wild it's as much about. of, it's as much of a challenge as, as anything yeah. else, which, you know, we're going to, we're going to get into that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, before we get into wildfires, um, as we've mentioned a ton of times in this season, um, we really wanted to start highlighting some of the hashtag give a shit companies that joined our campaign last year when we launched it over on the website and this week's hashtag give a shit company spotlight is on Garage Grown Gear. Garage Grown Gear is a really cool website that's basically like your local gear shop, except for the fact that instead of carrying all of the big box brands that you're used to in most of your gear shops, they carry a ton of different gear from all of the really cool small cottage company brands that cater to all of your act- outdoor activity needs. Uh, when it comes to gearing up for a long distance hike, GGG is a great resource to pretty much get all of the gear that you're needing to go out on this hike. You know, a lot of people are wanting a, a backpack from this brand and a tent from this brand and trekking poles from this brand. And it's just this one really cool one-stop shop to kind of get everything. And uh, Einstein here actually had to replace some essential gear 
with the help of a garage ground gear, yeah. didn't you, buddy? Yeah. So I recently was out on a really cool weekend trip in the Rincon Mountains yeah. in, in Southern Arizona. Went for some cool hikes, Beautiful. you know, enjoyed the Beautiful. desert, enjoyed the warmth. Now, uh, it was a great time. Unfortunately, I, I'm not going to name any names, but somebody I was out there with. Uh, it wasn't they, me, by the way. It wasn't Darwin. <laughs> um, they left uh, uh, my trekking pole at a trailhead. And we what didn't, a good we did not realize until we were about halfway home. So that trekking pole, uh, you know, rest in peace. But, you know. <laughs> I've never lost one of your trekking poles. You I haven't. just want to put that out there. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I didn't freak out about it or anything, though, because... Uh, I knew I could go on Garage Ground Gear and and just replace yeah, yeah. it. And even though it's a you know small cottage brand, yeah, they, you know they had the exact pole that and, I lost. And it was a give a shit brand. It yeah. was a give a shit brand, yeah. which they carry a few give a shit yeah, brands there. So I replaced my trekking pole real easily. I even threw some uh, a new fresh pair of socks in my order because I noticed a pair of my socks were thinning out. Sweet. And yeah, it was a real easy fun experience, and I got exactly what I needed. Nice. Yeah. I feel like every time that I go to buy a new piece of gear, no matter where it's from, like I always need to buy a new pair of socks. Like I, I feel like yeah. I constantly am buying new socks. It's yeah. Just, it's kind it's of a, something that should always just be added to your order anywhere that you go. It's Garage Gone Gear, maybe maybe think about that. Maybe you just start <laughs> automatically adding socks to people's orders. Or I think like, they'll understand. Or like, <laughs> we noticed that you're buying a, a cook set. Would you like to add some socks? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I got a totally weird story that I could tell you later. I, I can't mention on this podcast, but I actually worked at a place where that was the goal of the place was to make sure that you sell socks with every single sale. Like I said, I won't mention them on this. I'm sure people could fill in blanks. But anyways, aside from being an awesome hashtag give a shit company themselves that give back to public lands, Garage Grown Gear also carries, like we mentioned, a bunch of other hashtag give a shit companies, which is super cool. So Make sure to go check them out over at garagegrowngear.com. All right. So, wildfires, man. Yeah, so so getting bummer. into it, you Just know. A bummer. It, they're a bummer, and I I feel like we and, should And I do want to point out real quick that before we get into this conversation, and maybe this is what you were about to say, and I maybe. cut you off, but I I want to make sure that anybody that's listening, you know, we're not this isn't political. We're not trying to get into any political debate about, you know, because the environment and wildfires and, and all of that very much coincides now in that whole political realm and two different sides battling on that. I, I, I'm sure if you listen to this podcast, you probably agree with yeah the same way that we I, feel with it. I guess if we're addressing that elephant in the room, yeah, yeah. I I just want to say that something like wildfires shouldn't even be a political it issue be. it shouldn't and be at all. you know we might talk about it's just a some, thing that's happening yeah we might talk about some reasons why they're getting worse yeah. and there there's no political motivation behind us saying no. that it's just i yeah. mean kind of scientific fact yeah. of like why they're getting worse and so we're going to address that yeah but so just wanted yeah. to throw that out there before anybody's into like oh and turns off the podcast <laughs> don't turn off the podcast <laughs> it's going to be a good conversation folks and an important conversation. A very important conversation. So, you know, I, I kind of want to, I think that I kind of want to start where whenever I first started through hiking, and I don't know how it was whenever you went to do your first through hike, but thinking about something like a wildfire was not even, it was nowhere in my brain. It wasn't, I mean, number one, we both started with the AT, right? And yeah. And it's pretty rare that there's a fire. Well, I have AT. a story about that, actually. Ah. And this is something I was thinking about okay. preparing for this episode. I did the AT in 2016. Right. 
And there was actually a pretty bad wildfire oh, in Shenandoah was. National Park yeah. that year. I remember now, that. Because I started so early, I was ahead of it. Yeah. And I remember being on trail somewhere up in New York or something yeah. and hearing about this fire and closing down sections of trail and hikers having to get off. And I remember at that moment, I was like, wow, that's crazy. I never would have thought about so, a wildfire. So then even you had, that was a, a thing right from, from the get-go. It was. Which is and, wild. And the, but the point I'm trying to make is that it was it was so shocking to me and kind of everyone on trail that year. Especially out there, yeah. And when you think about, you know, 2021, you know, what happened on the PCT and the yeah. CDT this year, yeah. which we'll get into in detail, it was it's a lot less shocking now. And I feel like... Yeah, it's just kind of becoming a part. I, I heard about you dealing with your closures. Yeah, yeah. And I heard, you know, I had multiple friends yeah. on the PCT yeah, who... Yeah, I mean, I met a bunch of people. We were calling them uh, PCT refugees out of yeah, the CDC this and year. I, I just know, remember this summer hearing about all that and being like, yeah, well, this is what happens now. Yeah. So just that change from five years well, ago... Was it the same... This The same year that you did the AT, was that the same year that had the big fire in the Smokies? Or was that a different year? I think that was a different year. Is that 2017? I think it was the next year, okay. which is, you know, goes to show yeah. what's happening here. I actually like, hadn't thought about that Yeah. until you just said that. That I do remember the the, the Shanny's fire now because mm-hmm. we were, we were going to go back out there in May because we were, you know, we were so far north jumping back on in Great Barrington, Massachusetts and finishing up to Katahdin in 16. So, you know, we didn't have to think about it, but I do remember that the, the Shanties did have a fire. Yeah. Was that the same year with all the weird floods and stuff too? Like whenever Harper's Ferry flooded? Yeah. Yeah, and like the bridge got washed out and stuff? Yeah. It yeah. was weird year for the AT. Yeah. And now we should say the AT and just the, the eastern part of the country in general doesn't have, typically have, catch on fire. They haven't been dealing with right. as much fires right. as the West. It, and most of what we focus on will probably be the Western united states yeah absolutely i mean the big one right now is the pct right yeah exactly i mean yeah it's impossible I mean, to hike it without well so <laughs> running into some when, sort of fire closure yeah and when you kind of introduced the episode you know you talked about people who are getting into through hiking yeah who we hope a lot of you listen to this yeah. podcast yeah it's you know i find myself you know anybody who wants to do a first through hike that's a friend of mine usually comes and talks to me about it because they know about my experience and if they tell me they want to do the pct I don't think I ever have a conversation where I don't mention, by the way, there's going to be fires. Yeah. It, it's kind of like, I feel like the whole, the idea of doing, you know, you know I, I remember like doing the AT, like it was really important to us to like, you know, you go all the way through every mile one way, like never go southbound. Like, cause we were northbounders, never do a flip flop, you know, PCT changed things like that. But it was kind of like a true to the through, you know, hashtag no flip, stuff like that. And now Fez. I feel like, yeah, Fez. <laughs> What's up, Fez? Um, hey, buddy. Um, you know, but now I feel like it would, especially the PCT, I don't know if you could do a PCT through hike where you're not going to have to flip around something or adjust your hike or come back. Or it just seemed, I mean, even the year that you and I hiked the PCT in 2018, I mean, I got really, really lucky to where, I mean, we had a ton of wildfires that year Yeah, in 2018, but I got through like every single section and I would, I would literally get through the section and then they would close the section because of a fire. Well, and we were, 
Yeah. Roughly in the same area, pretty much from Oregon on. We only had the one, right? And that was in Washington, right around uh, Stahican. But even there, you Remember? know, even in 2018, you know, so we were lucky, one, because we were we were out ahead. Yeah. We And a lot of hikers I know did not stay ahead of yeah. the fires yeah. that year. Because we finished on August 9th. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and even then, we had that big detour around Stahican, right. which we were able to do the detour. And even that has changed in the last three years of even having a detour mm. option, you know? Yeah. I mean, these now fires, it's just like, oh, it's they're getting Go so much bigger yeah. and burning longer. Yeah, and I mean, this year alone, areas. they, what, they closed down like every national forest in California? Yeah. Is that so, what it was? So, I mean, just look, at the, just look at the trend from our year on the PCT in 2018 to this year. In 2018, there was a bunch of bad fires. There right. was that huge fire in Redding yeah. that a lot of people oh, yeah, had to yeah. bypass a yep. section. I remember that one. They closed down the border for like two or three weeks. Yeah, there's a lot of our friends that right couldn't after even we finish. finished at the border. Yeah. But I would say, you know, a majority of hikers might have had to skip some sections, but were able to like finish their through hike. Yeah. Now go to this past year, which is, I mean, how many people do you think finished a PCT mm. through hike this year? I don't know, year? man. Because when they I shut down every national forest in California, and it was like early September when that happened, yeah. it was pretty much if you were on trail, your hike you ended. had to get off. It yeah, just ended. And I was on, you know, I had my own fire closures on the CDT. Um, we had them really bad. They were really bad in Idaho this year. So um, if anybody has ever done the CDT, or if you look at a map of the CDT, you know, you start look at it going southbound because that's the way I went. Um, you know, obviously you start up at Glacier at the Canadian border and then it comes down through Montana and before it hits Wyoming, it kind of veers west for a little bit, goes into Idaho, kind of makes this little elbow and then comes back into Wyoming. Well, the fires were so bad in Idaho this year, by the time we got down to that section, like right whenever you're supposed to go over into Idaho, the smoke from the fires was so bad that basically... I would say like 99, maybe I'll be fair, 96% of every hiker that was out there didn't go into Idaho. Like mm -hmm. we all did what's called the Big Sky Alternate where you go from Butte, Montana, and you go straight down into Yellowstone. Um, and so, you know, that was really the only big one that I had to deal with. Now, there was a lot of northbound hikers that dealt with some fires in Colorado. But by the time we got there, they were all out because we had had monsoon season, right? Like yeah. a, good, a good rain season. But whenever we got to Colorado, as soon as we basically hit the Colorado Trail, like right around um, Breckenridge, we ran into what we started calling the PCT refugees. So we would run into tons, tons of hikers every single day that, you know, for me, I think it was like right around September, that was pretty late to be doing a Colorado trail through hike. Yeah. But like we're seeing all these through hikes because I thought like, oh, by the time we get onto the Colorado trail, and for some of you that don't know, the CDT and the Colorado trail share a bunch of miles. It's like 300 something miles, I think. Maybe a little more. Um, but we start seeing all these through hikers. And I'm like, are you a CDT hiker? And they're like, no, no, I'm doing the Colorado trail. And I was like, oh, you're starting kind of late, aren't you? And they'd be like, oh, well, I, I started the PCT this year mm -hmm. and I had to come over here because of the fires. And man, we ran into so many of them. S same thing. So many of them. Same thing here where September is pretty early to be southbound on the Arizona Trail. Yeah. And we had this big bubble of hikers come through in like the second week of September. 
And you know, I do like the trail angeling. So yeah, I yeah. see a lot of them. And I was just like, what, why are they all here? It's still 110 degrees yeah. in Phoenix. What are you doing on this trail? Yeah. And it was that, you know, they had got off the PCT and they didn't know what to do. It's now, pretty wild. I, you know, that kind of leads me to a question I wanted to ask you. Yeah. And, I, you know, I'm curious what your answer to this would be. And maybe talking to some of those PCT refugees, you know, when you're in that moment yeah. and you have to, you're all of a sudden your entire hike is changed. You yeah. can't do this Idaho section. You got to go over here. You know, how does that affect the through hike experience? Cause we talk all the time about having expectations for your hike. How, how does it affect you as a person well, and as a through hike? I can tell you that, I mean, every time that I've had to do that. So the AT, I, I feel like my AT hike kind of trained me for that because even though I didn't have fires, you know, we were 1600 miles into the AT and we had a bunch of things happen where we had to get off the trail and we couldn't finish, um, at the same time in 15. So we had to get off the trail for like, I think it was six, five or six months. Mm -hmm. And then we came back and then we finished it up in 16. So I had the experience of like being out there for your first hike and then being ripped out of it. Right. Because I mean, I didn't want to get off the AT. Uh, my wife didn't want to get off the AT, but we had, you know, I had cracked a tooth I got basically Lyme's disease, elichiosis, which is a form of Lyme's disease, and my wife's grandmother passed away. All like boom, 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 one right after another. And like we had to get off the trail. We had to go back to Indiana, our hometown, bury a loved one. I had to deal with his tooth, had to get over the elichiosis. And I can tell you that like from that, like it was it was horrible, right? Because you put your blood, your sweat, your tears mm -hmm. into this thing. You've, you've taken your entire life. You've put it on hold. You've went to go do this thing. So I can imagine that being out on something like the PCT and it being your first through hike, yeah, you get a thousand miles in and then all of a sudden you're just ripped out of it and you're totally like, well, tough. You can't finish this year because you can't hike through these sections. They're on fire, which makes sense, right? Yeah. Like nobody wants there to be a ton of hikers out in this super dangerous environment where they could get, you know, they could be asleep in their tent at night and just the smoke alone could like, you know, yeah. it, could, it could kill somebody. Yeah. It, it could. And yeah. Maybe this is a good time to just mention, A, you should never hike through a fire closure yeah, and like why you shouldn't do that. Yeah. So one, like you said, the conditions are very dangerous. Right. Anybody who's ever hiked through heavy wildfire yeah. smoke knows like it sucks. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, it, it does. It affects every part of your hike. It's yeah. not fun. It's ugly. And, you know, it's potentially dangerous to your long-term health. You know, you think about like, do you remember in Washington, our PCT hike, like some of the sections we were going through that were just super smoky. They weren't closed or anything, but they were super smoky. Yeah. Like, and you could definitely feel it. it and it, you know, it starts it, affecting kind of, you kind of have a bad day sometimes if you're hiking through the smoke all day long. So, yeah. you know, that's one thing. And then obviously if you're hiking through a wildfire closure, there is potential, you know, fire is so unpredictable. Wind is unpredictable. There's potential that you could go from you know, feeling fine and being like, oh, the fire's three miles that way yeah, to yeah. you are in it and needing to be rescued by wildland firefighters right away, which yeah. obviously is very irresponsible. It puts other people's lives in danger. So, you know, that that's our little disclaimer. Right, right. If but, there is a wildfire closure on your trail, that means that section of trail is yeah, over for yeah, you. Yeah, you need to get off. But, you know, somebody, I can understand like somebody being ripped out of that. I would, I would feel like when it's your first hike, it would be very similar to, to, 
what I experienced on the yeah. EMT. Like I went through hardcore post-trail depression, yeah. like post-trail blues or bummers or whatever we and, referred to it as on a previous episode. And that's a big reason why we're talking about this. Like yeah. we said, it's you just know, part of it. Now. We hope that people who are trying to go on their first through hike, you know, might be listening to this. And I guess we're trying to get our community to be better at preparing themselves yeah. for this. Knowing that it's a reality. It's right? a reality. It's and a you, part you know, of your through hike. And answer your question did it affect me personally so much, like you said, in Idaho, like whenever I had to make... No, honestly, it didn't on the CDT. And I think it's because doing so many trails now and knowing that it's just a thing that's going to happen. And I also think that, you know, you and I have talked about this on a previous episode, but I think after a while, you're just like, oh, I can't do that now. It kind of, you just understand like, oh, well, on a through hike or, you know, any other big trip like that, sometimes things don't work out. You just kind of have to go with the flow. So now it doesn't affect me so much. Like having to to not go into Idaho and and do that do that alternate, it didn't really affect me. Like say something like the AET did when I was ripped off the trail. Um, but you know, I, I definitely think that yeah, new hikers definitely need to keep that in mind. That like it is a very real possibility. Not even like it's almost like to this point i feel like on the pct it's going to happen it's going to yeah happen. i mean I it just gets worse every like year. i said if i'm talking to someone who you know wants to go hike the pct next year i tell them there's going to be fire closures yeah. you're going to miss sections you need That's to just accept a it. part of your hike so i think it's almost like a better safe than sorry sort of attitude to go yeah. into that hike with of I'm going to hike as many miles of this trail as I can. Yeah. And I'm almost certainly not going to hike every single mile this summer. Yeah. I, I think that like, you know, if you're somebody out there that's like my first through hike, I want to make sure that I hike the entire trail. I'm not going to flip around. I'm not going to skip it. Maybe don't start with the BCT. Yeah. Maybe that's not the right trail or the CDT, um, you know, maybe the AT. But then again, you know, as, as we've said, like it can have fires too. Yeah. Obviously they're not as common, but you it know, can have them. But it can have them. Yeah. And, obviously. you know, th this is changing through hiking. And I think, you know, if people keep doing it, which it sure seems like they will, it we're almost going to need to change, like, the you know, what we think of a through hike yeah. as. Because, absolutely, you know, it, we have a friend who's been on the PCT two out of the last four years yeah. now. And it's basically he's just knocking out sections. Yeah. And it's because of fires. Yeah, both and, times. It was, I think, 2017 he was out there the then, first time. That's when I met him. And then this past year. And then, yeah, this past year. And both times his hike was yeah. just stopped because of wildfires. Yeah. And so now's another good time to, to remind you that if it takes you four years to do every mile of the trail, you still did it. And, and I think for maybe some people listening that don't, under, you know, I think that there might be some people listening, especially like new people that are listening, you know, that are that are new into long distance hiking or about to go do their first hike that think like, oh, well, yeah, obviously. But, you know, when you're a through hiker, when you're out there and you've given everything to go do this thing and you're in the trail, like you become crazy stubborn mm -hmm. and nothing in the world is going to stop you from hiking every single mile of that trail. Mm -hmm. And then like you start dealing with it like, oh, well, if you skip miles and you feel like you're cheating and then. You, you just get into all this stuff and you kind of start playing these mental games with yourself. And, and I, I think that's kind of hard for some people to 
maybe understand with us talking because I, I i'm sh- i'm sure there's a ton of people right now that yeah. as soon as we say that they're like well why wouldn't like i don't understand like of course of course you would have to stop your hike but it's like it's not that easy in the moment yeah it's not that easy <laughs> and you know we can address a slightly toxic culture that exists of yeah. like people kind of looking down on other people if they yeah if they know that they skipped miles or something and right. you know that can affect decisions you make it totally like, can you know what do i do about this wildfire closure right so you know we just want to we really want to, we want our community to accept that this is yeah. a part of long distance hiking now. Yeah. And I mean, I honestly don't know if it's going to get any better. I don't think it is. You know, I mean, we've talked about the trends of how it's, I mean, it's getting way worse yeah. every year. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's not, it doesn't seem like it's going to change. Mm-hmm. These fires are getting worse for a couple of reasons. Uh, there's less precipitation, the weather is more unpredictable, there's heavier winds, uh, and you know, there's warmer temperatures and all of these are contributing to like why these fires are getting so bad every year. Um, and you know, there's other factors too. A lot of times you'll hear about a wildfire and, uh, you know, someone might say, well, yeah, the forest needs to burn, which is true. Yeah, Um, absolutely. There, there are times where it needs to burn, but I mean, I think that's where it comes down to like sometimes that's what it needs to do. And that is natural that it catches on fire. And it's like, well, you know, it's like you're going to have to not be so selfish. Exactly. And and be like, well, you know, that is what's going to happen. And well, it's, you know, I'm just going to have to adjust my hike. Yeah. I'm not able to do the thing that I want to do because this thing needs to do this. Yeah. And as sad as it is, and it does make me sad yeah. because some really beautiful areas that I've been through or have wanted to go through yeah. have burned over the past couple of years. I, I try to stay Zen about it, you know, right. and we're so lucky to be able to go out and do anything in the outside Absolutely, that we, you know, we can't take it for granted and we just need to find joy and enjoy what we're able to do and what we're not because of this issue that as we said is getting worse you know that's that's a part of it i almost feel like that circles back to an episode that we did last season where you know i think we entitled it uh failing forward like talking about that you know at some point you you come to the realization that like the thing that you that you thought that you were going to do or that you wanted to do or that someone else is expecting you to do like you just get to the point of saying like okay well this isn't what i'm able to do because of the maybe the environment because of, uh, you know, things that happen to you, especially, you know, wildfires mm-hmm. and you just have to accept like, well, at least I had the adventure that I had and this is just a part of it. And like, well now maybe I'm going to switch it up. You know, I actually think it's kind of cool what a lot of the people that I met that were PCT refugees did, you know, they were so far into a hike. Then they were told like, Hey, you have to get off the trail because we're shutting down the entire state of California, every national forest. And I mean, if they shut down every national forest in California that, and you're at the California border, like you can't go into it, California. It was like the trail goes through. I, like, I think it was like the, 85% of the yeah. miles in California yeah. were closed. Like, so it, it's, it's not like you can keep going. And then instead of saying like, okay, well, my hike's over, my adventure's over. I can't do this thing. A bunch of those people rented a car drove over to Colorado and started hiking another trail. And then I actually met a bunch of people that started the Colorado trail right there, kind of at the, um, right around Denver where you started. They hiked the entire Colorado trail 
And then they kept hiking yeah. south on the CDT and ended up like completing their hike. So they started the PCT, the Canadian border, right? They hiked south all the way down to where they had to get off. And then they jumped over to Colorado and then hiked south from there all the way down to Mexico. So they still did a hike from Canada, Canada to, to Mexico. Mexico. And, but were able to kind of switch up the adventure, do multiple trails. And I think that's really what it comes down to, right? Yeah. It's like be willing to say like, all right, well, this one dead set adventure of hiking from Canada to Mexico on the PCT is not going to happen. So now how can I switch it up, make my own route? kind of have a multi-adventure. And I think that's really what it comes I down to. I think that's really cool. And I think yeah, super we need, cool. I think as a community, we need to applaud things like that. Yeah. And it's like, oh, absolutely. you know what? Yeah. Those people did a through hike. Oh, what trail did they through hike? I don't know. I don't care, but they did something awesome. Yeah. They and did they something were, awesome. And were, I'll argue that I think that's cooler than just like going all the way from. <laughs> I just, I just love that that is their, was their response to yeah. such a disappointing, yeah. uncontrollable yeah, thing. Yeah. Super you know? cool. Positive thing. And it's like, we we're not entitled to being able to go outside right. and when these areas burn that that's mother nature doing what mother nature yeah. has to do and it's like you can you can sit there and be upset about it or you can go do something else yeah that's also yeah. cool yeah still is, use your time right use the time that you've taken to go do this adventure exactly this thing. um and not just say like oh well if i don't complete the pct people are gonna you know, say that I'm not a through hacker or who cares? Yeah. Who cares? Who cares, man? <laughs> you know what? Did you do something cool? Did you have right. a lot of fun? Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's cool. That's a cooler story to tell, right? Like I know a bunch of people that have hiked the PCT from Mexico to Canada or Canada to Mexico in one go. Like I know a lot of people that have done that, but I don't know a lot of people that have like hiked half on one trail, hiked half the other trail, ended up doing like 3000 miles plus mm -hmm. of just like various different hiking, which is really cool. Yeah. I think that's maybe more or a, a cooler story to tell people. Maybe. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, like as far as fires go, and and one thing that I really wanted to kind of bring up in this conversation, and it's, you know, you guys are probably used to me bringing in some example of my six years of making videos and stuff over on YouTube. And, and one thing that I wanted to point out is for years, like making a video or or putting my trail videos out of my hikes, like whether it was the PCT or, you know, what's going to come up with the CDT, people will always say things like, well, you know, why don't you use, oh, well, number one, I, I want to point out the whole like, well, you always use that little BRS stove, but why aren't you using like, why don't you use an alcohol stove? Why don't you use a wood stove? Why don't you use one of these, these other types of stoves? And I mean, one of the reasons for me a lot is because I understand that I'm hiking in these super dry sections. Now, I'm not mm -hmm. saying that it's through hikers that are starting these wildfires, right? No. But it is a possibility. Exact. In a general, in you know, in general, and we'll acknowledge again, yeah, yeah. these wildfires are getting worse because of uh, you know, climate related things. Right. And, you know, in general, most of them are not started by a human being, but some of them are. And, and they so, can be because because of these climate things, like a lot of these areas like you know let's just kind of pick out a couple here the pct most of the pct is super dry yes most of the arizona trail super dry especially where we live it's like really the coconino national forest is ridiculously dry yeah um I, I don't think there's any like natural running water like anywhere on the arizona trail as you're coming up maybe aside from like washington park 
you have like you have the creek right there you know what i'm talking oh, about, about yeah. before the cabin oh you mean like on the azt yeah yeah, yeah on the here, arizona there's trail nothing no there's yeah. nothing and it's here. very so it's very dry up here right um, and then you have the cdt again you're going through a lot of very dry arid climates yeah. so, so having something like an alcohol stove or a wood stove to me has always just been um reckless because it, it's not because i don't want to use it like it's not because i think that one is better than the other i don't use it because of the possibility that having something that doesn't have a you know on off switch that i can't control yeah something like an alcohol stove i mean god i remember being on the at in 2015 and watching this uh this lady spill over her alcohol stove and the alcohol Jeez. go all over the picnic table and like light it up and all the hikers are running around like trying to put it out and stuff imagine if that happened here if like that's here forest. that's a wildfire right there instantly a little bit of like, wind kicks up yeah super and, dry pine you know, needle beds and everything it be, goes up instantly be safe with fire is a leave no trace principle which yeah. you know we talk about sometimes yeah. you know we're really into protecting public lands and yeah. that's what leave no trace is all about and being safe with fire goes for any flame you've got out there from a lighter to a stove well, to a campfire yeah it also comes down to campfire again like over the years on my hikes and stuff people are always like well i don't you know it was cold why don't you make fires like why aren't you you know like one of the things that i love doing when i'm out backpacking is when i get to camp i like building a fire and sitting around the fire well i like that too yeah but i also know that a lot of the sections that i'm hiking through are super dry plus i mean you add in the whole thing of just being completely tired whenever you get to camp and the last thing i want to do is put together a fire and manage Dar it and yeah darwin do you know what the safest campfire to make is no it don't make a campfire <laughs> you know and i like you i enjoy sitting around a campfire too i'm not going to sit here and say you're never allowed to have a campfire out there right. but one you need to be aware of where you are yeah. the current climate uh current wildfires that are going on because yeah. that's an indicator of wildfire we made danger a of, we made a lot of fires on the at especially like in the smoky because everything is just sopping wet yeah. and you know it's cold it's wet so the odds of catching something on fire in a super wet rainy environment pretty low yeah um, but out here and, different story and usually if you're in a national forest there will be a posted fire danger which you should pay attention to and if you don't see yeah. it posted you can find it online now obviously a lot of these areas are implementing burn bans over dry fire yeah, seasons, absolutely. which I cannot stress this enough. That needs to be respected 100%. Yeah. And it's so disappointing. You know, we were on burn ban for like four months this summer, and people were still Dude, out there making campfires. And year. it's like, this is where the selfishness comes in. I talked about for a while, me and, me and my wife talked about, carrying like a couple of fire extinguishers in the van and we're just out driving down forest roads and we see somebody that's got a fire just literally getting out of the van and just dousing it now yeah. obviously we don't want to douse it with chemicals yeah but just like it, it's ridiculous how people just refuse to follow those rules yeah and and that's when fires start and they don't and they don't act safe with fire you know the number one thing is if you have a campfire i don't care what climate you're in i don't care if it's the wettest coldest climate ever and there's no wildfire danger you need to fully put out a campfire you yeah. have, which means oh, yeah. drown and stir to the point that you can touch the coals with your hand yep. and feel comfortable. And that right there, folks, that is why I never make fires on through hikes because <laughs> it, I'm well, tired at the end of this yes, thing. I don't want to <laughs> Because deal with if proper, you make a campfire to yeah. properly put it out, it should take you 20 minutes. Yeah. It really should. And odds are I'm probably going to fall asleep while that fire is going on because I'm exhausted from my day of hiking. You and know, like... I'm just not willing to put myself in that You know that, that trip I mentioned earlier in the episode I took last weekend? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Guess what? We saw an unattended campfire. I bet you did. Right next to a cow tank. 
It's not like they didn't have water to put it out. And we had to spend 20 minutes going down there, throwing their logs in the cow tank. I had to take my little two liter bladder and just take trips from the cow tank back to the fire. I must've done 50 trips just dumping water on these people's fire that they left out. Wow. And yeah, I know it's winter and like there's not a burn ban down there right now. Right. So it's cool that they had a campfire, but to leave it and leave it burning, yeah. I mean, how selfish and irresponsible yeah. can you be? And guess what? That's the second time I've done that. I had to yeah. do that on the PCT in Oregon. And you yeah. remember how bad the fires yeah. were up there. Oh, yeah. I remember a couple yeah. on the PCT. I, I put out a couple on the Arizona Trail, same. Yeah. You know, you, you'd walk up and you'd see a little bit of smoldering, like a little bit of smoke coming up from something because somebody yeah. left it. Yeah. So the, the thing to remember here is if you're going to have a campfire, one, you yeah. got to make sure you're allowed to where you are and when you are. Absolutely. And if you're not certain, that means don't do it. Right. And two, if you're going to do it, you need to be prepared with the materials and the time to prop to safely make a campfire, enjoy it, and then put it out when you're finished. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think it's just, again, yeah, like you said, it's it's just being mindful of where you're at. You know, if you're a thru-hiker and you're going to come out here and thru-hike the Arizona Trail, you know, know, know that you're coming to an insanely dry, arid, you know, just dry, 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 yeah. dry trail. And the you bringing an alcohol stove, you bringing a wood stove, one little wrong step because you're tired at the end of the day and you knock over your stove could literally set the entire state on fire. Same on the PCT, right? Like that's why there's so many fires out there. So just, I think being mindful of that, you know, now the whole through hiking culture is, yeah, it's great. It's fun. It, it's amazing to go out there and have these adventures. But I just, I think the reason we wanted to do this episode is because it's so important to be mindful that things like wildfires are a massive part of it. Not only are you going to have to deal with that now because it is just a part of your hike. It's a, like I said, on the PCT, wildfires are just as much of a highlight, you know, <laughs> not a good highlight as the Sierra. Part of the hike. As, yeah. you know, as the Cascades. They just are because it's part of it now. Yeah. And with that being said, the other part of it is, 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 is being responsible mm -hmm. and knowing like when to have a fire, when not to have a fire, what type of gear to use to make sure you don't have an open flame that doesn't have a shutoff valve. You know, it's just thinking about stuff like that because at the end of the day, we are all stewards of that public land, of these places, and we can all make those decisions why we're out there to do it right or to do it wrong and to make it worse and, you know, obviously to, yeah. to ruin it. Yeah, and, you know, like we said, most of these fires aren't started by humans. No. We just went over all the ways you yeah. can and should be oh, responsible yeah. to make sure you don't start a fire, but... You know, they are happening and they're going to keep happening. Uh, we've addressed uh, drier temperatures and, or sorry, drier climates and rising temperatures yeah. and how that's contributing to it. And, um, you know, there are things we can do as individuals and as a society that can address those issues. Neither of us are wildfire experts or climate experts. I have a Smokey the Bear tattoo on my leg. You do. That makes me a little bit more of an expert than you may be. You have a pretty cool new Smokey the Bear poster. I do. Too. I yeah. do. It's a pretty awesome um, present. Yeah. No, uh, but so so we're not, you know, we're not gonna sit here and pretend to be experts on any of these things, but there's a lot of information out there about why these fires are happening, why they're getting worse, and you know, some directions we could go in as a a species that yeah. might address some of that. And I think we would just encourage you guys as people who like 
going outside and who are concerned about how yeah. wildfires are changing that experience to, you know, l- look into that and be aware of it and be aware that be mindful that it's a part of going outside now. Yeah. And it's, a you know, exploring the outdoors is becoming more and more challenged by this issue. Absolutely. And uh, if Absolutely. that's something that concerns you, then, um, you know, there's a lot to be learned about it. Yeah. Be mindful, be respectful, be smart and, and know that it's, it's a, it's just reality of, of having outdoor adventures now. A big old thanks to Einstein for joining me as co-host yet again on another episode. If you haven't had a chance yet, make sure to go check him out on Instagram at youth.retired. If you want to help support the podcast and get bonus content like early access to episodes, hours of exclusive video, and even a weekly bonus podcast with yours truly, you can become a member of our Patreon community, and we will leave a link down below in the show notes. If you've been enjoying the podcast, do us a big old favor and give it a rating or a review wherever you're currently listening. Make sure to check out theoutdoorevolution.com to keep up to date with all of our new articles, courses, products, and more. You can follow us over on Instagram at The Outdoor Evolution. And folks, that's going to do it for this episode. Thanks so much for tuning in.